I'm Matt Perry. I'm the colonel of the Highway Patrol. There's eight districts in the Highway Patrol and then a handful of specialized units. I oversee all of them. How did you start as a state trooper? I was actually a deputy in Williamson County and then I became a road trooper in Williamson County. My father was a trooper before me, so I kind of knew that that's where I was going uh, when the time was right. And then I rose through the ranks. I was appointed colonel this past December. So when there's a big situation and you have to call out multiple troopers, do you usually go to the scene or are you usually behind the scenes? I'm usually behind the scenes. I work out of our headquarters here in Nashville and you know if it's a large scene or like the Christmas Day bombing, I went straight to Nashville. If it's big scenes like that, I'll show up. Most of the time I'm behind the scenes. What are some of the more interesting things you've seen over the years? Every time I get asked this question, I can't really answer it in the moment, but the worst things I've been to are fatal crashes involving children. Those are terrible, and most troopers have to experience those events. But things like the bombing in Nashville, I can't describe what it looked like. And I'm born and raised here in Middle Tennessee. I spent a lot of time in Nashville, and to see Second Avenue the way it was was shocking. Uh, tornadoes, uh, the destruction they do, I mean, those are, are terrible terrible things. What are some of the biggest problems today in Tennessee as far as crime? The biggest problems that pertain to us are, are really the roadway. Since the pandemic, speeds seem to be up. Less people have been on the streets. Now traffic volume is picking up, but it seems like speeds are still high. So I, I think that's our biggest concerns. People slowing back down, recognizing that there's a lot more people on the road, wearing your seatbelt, staying off your cellular device while you're driving. Those are the biggest issues for us. Since the start of the pandemic, has there been an increase in DUI-related arrest? No. I would say we've probably had a little bit of a decrease, not, not intentionally, but we have encouraged troopers, certainly in the beginning, to use caution, use discretion. So sometimes at its height, we were encouraging high visibility, not to stop every vehicle like you normally would. You know, there's always people speeding on the road. There's always a reason to stop cars, but we, we tried to use a little bit more of a, call it a high visibility technique where we're out there on the side of the interstate on the roadways. Visible but not necessarily engaging as much. Now, there's a little bit of a drop, but probably not not a massive one. But we're back out in full force now, as much as we can. That's why we're having today's event. We're probably 100 troopers short right now. You know, we want to do everything we can to get qualified, good applicants in. What is your name and title? My name is Andrew Perez, and I'm a state trooper with the Tennessee Highway Patrol. What do you do each day? I'm assigned to the Nashville District. We cover several counties here surrounding Davidson County, and uh, my daily functions include traffic crash investigations, criminal investigations, enforcement of traffic and uh, criminal laws, and uh, assisting motorists. Over the years, we've heard a lot about drug trafficking between places like Memphis and Nashville, Nashville and Atlanta. How big of a problem is that where they're trafficking drugs from one large city to the next? It is a pretty prominent problem. Um, I-40 is a main drug corridor from uh, the west coast to the east coast. As you know, 40 connects from the east coast to the west coast. There's a lot of drugs that move up and down the interstate every day, every hour of the day, every minute of the day. When you're watching cars go by, what gives you a sign that, you know, hey, this one, something's not right about it? Well, there's a lot of specialized training that goes into that. And a lot of it is changes in driver behavior is, uh, is a main indicator. Uh, obvious traffic violation, something that just isn't normal that the, the general motoring public may not do. What is your name and title? Trooper Matthew Priest with the Tennessee Highway Patrol, Nashville District, Davidson County. Tell us what you do every day. Not every day, but four days out of the week, I ride this lovely Harley-Davidson make lots of friends, try and change driving habits, correct them, make them a little bit better, just be friendly to the public. You uh, you mind if I ride the motorcycle? You drop it, you pick it up though, that's the deal. 
It's kind of heavy. Uh, okay, so so are you on the interstates? Are you on the highways? Where, where do you usually ride? Anywhere and everywhere, sir, but mostly recently on the interstate. During school time, I try and hit school zones to help slow down traffic and the school zones to help kids cross from one side of the road to the other, help uh, crossing guards. Then after that, I typically try and hit the interstate 65, 24, 40, I-440, anything around Nashville. What's one of the more unique things you've come across, maybe an arrest you've made, if you look back over the years? Uh, every day is different, so every day it kind of changes up a little bit. Unique-wise, just young generation with their cell phones, to tell you the truth. That's changed over the last 10 years that I've been doing it. Have you run across many people driving intoxicated in school zones? Not recently. When you say under the influence, it would be more drug-related than alcohol-related right now. People on opioids. So that would be the biggest problem right now, you think? Biggest problem is people with cell phones and my personal opinion of what I come across. If you talk to somebody that works more in the evening, they might say something differently, but typically my main time is during rush hours, school time, the evening rush hour traffic. That's normally when I'm out. In recent years, a lot of new laws have come about, one being with cell phones and one specifically cell phones in school zones. What happens when you are caught on your cell phone in the school zone. You're given a citation and you're given the option to either satisfy that citation or appear in court to do traffic school. And it's all based off the county because every county is a little bit different. Davidson, they offer several different levels of traffic school if you're eligible to take that. Do you ever come across those who are racing on the street? Because I know that used to be an issue. Uh, it still is an issue for Metro Nashville. Occasionally they've reached out to us. We did some operations, I want to say right before 2019, right before COVID, uh, helping out with that. I personally, they really didn't want me on the motorcycle because that would put me at a greater risk dealing with that. They would put me in a car. We did attempt a few operations like that late at night on Fridays and Saturdays. Tendencies were that they were leading that way, mostly racing during the night on those two days. And then that's why we would use that particular vehicle right over there, the ghost car, to also help deter that. There were a lot of street races near the Titans training facility a couple years back. Was that something that really turned out to be true? The media outlets were covering that. They were also doing it on I-24 and I-65 around the same time too, sir. Any crazy cars you came across? Ferraris, Lamborghinis in those races? No, sir. I couldn't catch them if I tried. <laughs> I would say mostly it was uh, Dodges, Fords, a few Hondas that were modified. How are y'all not sweating today? Because I feel oh, like I've been swimming. You sweat, but after the years, you just get accustomed to it. It's rolling. Yeah. Tell me your name and what you do. Uh, I'm Shane Stafford. I'm the captain and director of the Highway Patrol Training Division. What goes on during the first couple of days of training? It's chaotic. Uh, it's organized chaos, though. Everything that we do out there, it's got a meaning. It's got a purpose. We want to have well-disciplined people that have a high ability to take stress be able to think under stress and be able to serve the people. When we have to deal with somebody out on the roadside, very often it's one of the most extenuating circumstances of their life. You know, for them, it may be the worst time in their life. Uh, or if we have to go deliver a death notification, if we have to deal with somebody that's injured. You know, those are trying times for people and we want good, solid candidates. We want good, solid troopers that, that will be able to, to go out and do what needs to be done to handle that situation. 
I remember boot camp. It wasn't fun. So how does this compare to actual boot camp in the military? It is similar. We are a paramilitary organization, but I would, I would say that you know we, we still strive to have a human side to it. We want to teach people to deal with people. I think you heard the major say, you know, to be empathetic. We understand that people make mistakes. People find themselves in a harmful way, and we want to be able to try and help them in that situation. But at the same time, with us being the organization that we're training troopers from essentially Memphis to Bristol, and so if a same or similar incident happens in Bristol, Jackson, Memphis, Chattanooga, wherever it happens at. We want everybody to be treated the same. We want it to be effective and consistent. When you apply to become a trooper and when you go to the school, do you know going into the school what you're gonna be doing once you get out? Generally, everybody's gonna start out as a road trooper. So, I mean, you've gotta go into it with the mindset that you're gonna be working the road, you're gonna be in a marked unit, you're gonna be serving the people, and we'll do that for the whole career. None of us are ever beyond being a road trooper. You know, now we all may do something that's more special or it may be something that uh, is more unique, possibly. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we're all a road trooper and we can all fill that role at any given minute. What sets the Highway Patrol apart from a local police department or sheriff's office? I think that the only thing that really sets us apart is the different styles of training that we do. You know, I think the Colonel or maybe even Sergeant Velez said something about it being a situation where, um, you know, people think that we just write tickets and work wrecks. And we do so much more than that. And so we have a ton of opportunity at a local sheriff's department at a city department your opportunity might be limited you still you still get to affect service and you get to help people and you, you get to serve but at the end of the day we have a lot a lot of opportunity here at the highway patrol and we support we support so many organizations between whether it be emergency management organizations whether it be search and rescue organizations uh, city county law enforcement federal agencies calling us a lot to help do things that, that they need to do we, we support them in their investigations sergeant finch he's our, our dare coordinator for the state so she oversees all of the dare education for the whole state what's your title and everything sergeant casey fitz i'm a sergeant with the highway patrol but i'm the state coordinator for dare and i work closely with dare america which is based out of california tell me a little bit about the dare program today the dare program today it went from the 17 curriculum to the 10-week curriculum we teach we start off with learning about you know being a good citizen we learn about the dangers of drugs and alcohol peer pressure, bullying. We learn about how to be a good citizen, how to be respectful and treat people the way you want to be treated. We also give them what's called the DARE decision-making model, which is where they learn how to look at a situation and assess it and make a responsible choice and then evaluate that choice that they've made. And they can actually use that model for anything. Peer pressure, if someone offers them alcohol, tobacco, over-the-counter prescription medication, vaping. So we go into all that. And we actually start in pre-K and go all the way to high school. I'm Sergeant Chris Harrison with the Tennessee Airway Patrol Executive Protection Unit. So what do you do or what does your unit do? Our unit takes care of the protection and travels of the governor, first lady. We also take care of the lieutenant governor and speaker of the house and attorney general. We also assist federal and other state agents when other dignitaries come into Tennessee with all their movements and travels as well. What is a normal day like? There's really not a normal day. It changes daily. Some days are a lot busy traveling, and then obviously when sessions end, you know, you have a, a whole lot more days that are just at the Capitol, going through bills and stuff like that. So there's typically not a normal day for us. So if the governor had a meeting in, let's say, Knoxville, and he's in Nashville right now, what would take place? We would take the governor to Knoxville if he had a meeting at Knoxville. 
And what happens when situations arise where there is a threat of some kind against the governor? What do you do then? It's just going to depend on the threat. But we monitor, we take all threats, CID investigates all threats that are towards the governor. If there is a threat at a particular event, we're going to obviously, we're going to disengage from that event until we have it secure or get out of the event until it's secure if, some, if something happens there. Is it common for threats to be made? Fairly common. They're not every day, but we do have threats, obviously. How often do things actually lead to an arrest with the governor on site? Not often on site. Not often on site. And then the CID agent is who steps in and starts investigating more of, you know, the threat and what it's about, you know, how we got the threat. Does the governor's office handpick those who are around him, and does it change with each governor? No, not typically. Uh, and we're hired with Highway Patrol. We go through a process, a uh, hiring process through the Highway Patrol. So it's not the governor's office that, that hires. So when he goes to another state or something, do you go with him? Does the detail go with him? Yes, we do go with him. We travel uh, everywhere the governor and first lady goes. Uh, and typically the same goes into effect. We provide security and assistance to the other states and they do the same for us. Uh, so when we go to another state, obviously that's not our, our home ground and we don't know it near as well. So normally they provide some assistance for us as well. What is your name and title? Vincent Tarosi, Sergeant. They call me Vinny. And what do you do? Uh, so I am the Sumner County Sergeant. I have four outstanding troopers that uh, I supervise, two of them which actually just came out of the last Trooper Academy. Hey, I guess looking back over the years, what are some of the more bizarre, insane things you've seen? Kind of been through a little bit of everything. I started out in Robertson County back in 2000, and of course back then, uh, you know, we would pursue a lot of folks. We, we've kind of had everything from barricaded subjects to hostage situations that shut down the interstate, pursuits that went on for two plus hours through two states and seven counties. I've, I've kind of been through a lot on the patrol but I've enjoyed every bit of it. It's the best job I've ever had in my life. Well, no day is the same. Enforcing the laws doesn't actually mean, you know, you write them a ticket, it could be a warning. The biggest thing is affecting change. You know, if we can change that behavior, then we've done what we're supposed to do, and hopefully we've decreased the chance of having a fatal crash or an injury crash. What is the fastest you've been in a pursuit? About 145, 150. It's gotta be kind of nerve wracking. I've had so much training with the department. We even had some high speed vehicle training as well. You're, you're kind of prepared for it, but there's a lot of uh, multitasking that you do when you're at those type of speeds. And of course, if you're in a situation where you feel it's gonna be unsafe for you or others, we always would terminate it. 